This is an ABC podcast. This is the Conversation Hour with Rochelle Hunt and Warwick Long on ABC Radio Melbourne and Victoria. I'm just um, really disappointed that it is uh, withdrawn so soon and I think it's um, going to be really tough for a lot of women out there where we're seeing the collision of all of these different policy changes disproportionately impacting women particularly women in higher education on top of it who are also looking down the barrel of pay cuts and losing casual staff and workloads increasing and then childcare gets taken away. I've got one in childcare and two in school at the moment. Um, I've had to increase my daughter's childcare to full time uh, despite the fact I only work three days a week because my workload has increased so much because of the lack of casual. And now we now have to take a pay cut. So I just don't know how I'm going to meet those fees. So today on The Conversation Hour, we are asking, could and should childcare be free permanently? Is it possible and how would it change the lives of Victorian families and individuals? Warwick Long, I don't know about you, but how often have you heard a friend or a colleague at work say, I work simply to pay childcare and I wonder if it's worth it. But if I'm not here, I feel like I can't keep a foot in the door and I might lose my job. Maybe this is a way to stop those comments. Sadly, it's a, it's almost a rite of passage when you're a new parent, isn't it? It's the one conversation you have constantly with all your friends talking about how expensive childcare is. Because even though you'd heard that, you never really realise until, until you're paying it. And, uh, and just trying to make the juggle of all the life around, around that. Imagine, imagine if childcare was free. And I also wonder what that would do to the role of grandparents who have often been lent on by those lucky enough to live close to grandparents. So, but it's almost like another job for, for some grandparents looking after children, trying to help their actual child get ahead in life by looking after the grandkids constantly because of the cost and the burden of childcare. So what would happen if childcare was free all the time? What would it do to our society? I feel like we would implode in some way because it feels <laughs> impossible. It sounds like just one of those crazy questions that you would throw out there. It is being done in the Netherlands. I mean, they are always at the forefront and testing new things and, and making life just feel and seem a little bit simpler. But today we're going to speak to a range of experts about whether or not they think it's even possible. Is it possible economically? Like, could Victoria... Be, you know, would we be okay if we made childcare free? And then personally, you know, what would it do to not just women, but to working families and individuals? How would it change people's lives? So is it even vaguely possible? I don't know if we'll get to the bottom of it this hour, though, was. Exactly. But what if childcare was free all the time? What would it take? Does it take much more taxes from us? Because when we speak about other countries, we've got to remember how much they pay there. But then it's also how would it work in our society? What should we be thinking of? Nisha Hutchinson is with us as well. She's the Vice President of the Australian Childcare Alliance. And Nisha, David Worland, who's from Early Learning Association of Australia, has been a part of our conversation today as well and wants to see something like 20 hours free or accessible to everyone. How do you feel about that? Is that a first uh, big step forward, do you believe? Look, we've always advocated for minimum access for all children for two days a week, which is which is about that, 20 hours-ish, sorry, I'll get there, um, which is, you know, for a long daycare session. And we still believe that that would be a fundamental pillar of a subsidy. So no matter where you are, rich or poor, or what service type you choose, 
there's that two days a week um, access for everybody. After that, then, we're looking at a subsidy that really focuses on vulnerable children and vulnerable families in the first instance and tapers off as household income rises. How long has this been discussed from uh, and in your industry? I mean, this is really the first time I've heard of the we believe that 20 hours should be there and, and be available, and that would be life-changing. I know that would have changed my work-life balance dramatically in terms of me actually making some money when I went back to work part-time. How long have you guys been discussing this? Look, we, we've as a sector, we've been discussing it for a long time, and international studies and now Australian studies are showing that um, this idea of two doses a day, which is, um, you know, 20 hours, or it could be if you're looking at a nine to three preschool as little as 12 hours, but that idea of two doses a week, uh, and they look at that being for 40 weeks um, uh, in the year or two prior to school. Uh, is what children need to really make the most of early childhood education. And so we've been advocating for that for a while. Depending on what state you're in, it is somewhat accessible for that year before school. Um, So Victoria and Queensland, for example, have got great uh, kinder funding that's part federally funded, part state funded. Um, Other states don't necessarily have that. Um, So it's something that we want universally for all children all across Australia, no matter what state you're in, so that you can make the most of that. And and like you said, if you've got this fundamental pillar of two days a week that's accessible for all families, then you as a family can say, okay, well, now making, you know, working part-time makes financial sense, which for a lot of people it just doesn't. And I'm interested in your thoughts on this as we quickly come towards the end of our hour, but we Mm. have been through this period where there has been uh, free childcare. It's coming to an end now. How much do you think the experience of the last few months and the government policy itself will change the debate in this way? And and are you optimistic of progress? We're always optimistic. You have to be when you're working in advocacy. Otherwise, you'd get jaded and, and get a little upset at the time it takes to make serious change. Um, but we're optimistic that the data that we can collect from this, so, you know, the attendances from February through this period of free childcare, and now that we're going back into some kind of, you know, a scaled subsidy, is important and the activity test has been relaxed a bit which means this idea of a minimum number of hours that are heavily subsidised is uh, more accessible than it has been in the past and all of this data is what we really need. What happens to families and particular vulnerable families when we adjust the cost like this because The childcare system as it was built was built for a period of economic growth and not a period of recession like we're going into. And so um, it's important that it is readjusted to ensure that it's covering the the majority of Australian families and young children and in particular, as we keep saying, vulnerable families, making sure that they've got the best start in life and an equitable start in life so that we're not paying for them playing academic catch-up for the rest of their life.
And Nisha, just finally, I want to get a a yes or no answer from all of our guests before we hit the news. And I want a yes or no answer to this text saying, after leaving Australia to live abroad with my wife in Finland, I realised how far behind we are in Australia. (laughs) Socially with parental leave, with childcare, parental leave is shared over 12 months by both parents, childcare, kindergarten, primary school, secondary school, TAFE, university is free, dental is government subsidised, five weeks annual leave, no sick days, we are so far behind. Are we? We are, but you also need to look at how much people in, in the Netherlands are taxed. And yeah. that's when, we, when we've got a limited bucket of funds, you've got a lot of people arguing for that money. And if, we, if the bucket of funds was unlimited, you know, this would be the priority for so many people. <laughs> And it always comes back to tax and who will pay, Rochelle. $23 billion is what we heard earlier would be the cost of a universal childcare system in Australia. And today we've heard the arguments of why that could be great for our society and plenty of our listeners and other people have been testing it as well. And I suppose it's now over to the people who make our laws. Absolutely. We pushed it to the nth degree today saying, should it be free? And what I found really interesting is that we came back to some kind of middle ground there today, but I think everybody decided that we are at a junction where some change needs to happen. Whether or not it does, time will tell. As always was, thank you so much for today. It's been a wonderful program. People can subscribe. And they can subscribe to the podcast to listen back or share it with their friends. We'd love you to do that. You can also email us if you have some thoughts on this topic or any other topic and you'd like to sit down and make sure you've made your point firmly to us, send us an email at conversationhour at abc.net.au. As we always say, Rochelle, we read them all.